Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Brad Binkley. Monica has taken a couple of weeks off other than this Friday's DPP. In the meanwhile, she left some great material to post on the patron feed, including, for example, 10 takeaways from the Unabomber. So if that sounds interesting to you, this is the time to become a patron at patreon.com slash propaganda report. Cam is back with us today. Cam of the Mad Ones podcast. Cam, thank you for joining us again today. Check out Cam's podcast. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm just glad that we we both you got my memo, my text saying, hey, wear a black tank top today. It's black tank top day. Black tank top day. What's the saying about two minds? Great minds think alike, but fools rarely differ. Most people don't know the second half. I, I just I've never heard the second half of that. Yeah. Now onto our top story of the day. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo has resigned as the governor of New York, effective in two weeks, paving the way for New York's first female governor, Kathy Hochul. This comes in the wake of allegations by eleven women of sexual harassment. And despite that, despite these allegations, it could be argued that Andrew Cuomo did more today to empower women than anyone else in the history of New York State by stepping aside, allowing, facilitating New York's first female governor to take her position in history. He also made some admissions during his press conference that illustrate why this is the ideal type of win for the hashtag MeToo movement, the type of stuff that they can put up on their banner that they can use to fundraise around. He did a lot for the women's movement today in stepping down after getting <laughs> pressure from women. So perhaps that was the way he planned it. So he's maybe positioning him, himself for the future. But here is some of the things that he said. Just the overall way that he resigned was interesting because He basically admitted to the stuff that he's being accused of, but he did so by highlighting the changing culture and the new behavioral norms of our day. So Cuomo, who's kind of like the Andrew Dice Clay of governors, he admitted to to touching and hugging and patting and kissing both men and women. You know, I I touch them and I walk by and I'm just very, I get close to them and I kiss them. He did a lot of uh, admitting of everything. He just said that He didn't think that there was anything wrong with it, and he said that he believed he never crossed the line, but what he failed to do is that he failed to recognize that the line had been redrawn and that there has been a generational and cultural behavioral shift that has occurred that he is not in tune with. So he acknowledged that, then he went on to admit to the structural and systemic barriers that women face today and that it is still a man's world. So he had a lot of social justice themes in there on his way out. This is what a win for the hashtag MeToo movement looks like. The hashtag MeToo movement was never about, it was always about collective wins. It was never about individual justice for actual victims. It makes no difference to the movement's organizers if someone was raped or if their butt was brushed up against by someone's hand in a crowded bar. All they care about is whether or not the particular instance could be politicized and turned into a political spectacle that could result in a collective win like this, that they can use to fundraise around, they can use to to put a scalp up on their shelf. So is Cuomo a dirtbag? Yes, he's probably a dirtbag. He looks like the type of guy who sexually harasses a dozen women on the way to his car in the morning. But 
I highly doubt he's going to be convicted of any criminal charges. There's talk of criminal charges. I doubt any individual is going to get justice. I think this is a collective win win for the Women's March. And we have the first female governor is going to be stepping in who is who spoke at the Women's March group and is the chair of the Women's Suffrage Commission. So will she be that voice for women in the future? I don't know. And something that you and I know we share a thought on is that this could be a preview of something. Biden is similar to Cuomo in his creepiness around women. <laughs> Cuomo is just a, a bit more aggressive. Yeah. This could be a you know foreshadowing one of the ways that Kamala takes her position as president. Yeah, I that was one of my first thoughts when I found out that because I don't pay attention to New York politics all that much, so I didn't know it was a a woman was the lieutenant governor who was going to take over who he picked. I mean, he picked her for the job. Um, but the, my first thought was, oh, this is just a preview for what's going to happen with Kamala. What's going to happen with uh, old Camel Toe Harris? That's 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 what we're seeing here. And it's 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 what's also funny to me is he essentially agreed that he did all the things except for there were two that he said he didn't do and there's no evidence for. One of them was uh, one of his executive assistants. He apparently put his hand under her shirt and grabbed a booby. He cupped it is the <laughs> terminology that was used. It's, it wasn't. It, That's what she said. He just yeah. said grabbed her breast. Oh, well, so he, he cupped it. So it, was, it wasn't a grabber by the titty moment. It was, it was a, a cupping. So that's, that's good to know. It felt like the way that she was describing it in her interview versus the way that he was talking about it, like he just walked around his office all the time, walking up to men, grabbing them by the crotch, going, how you doing? And walking up to women, <laughs> grabbing them by, hey, Jenny, how you doing? Cupping them by the, instead of shaking hands, he grabs people's genitals is kind of what it felt like. <laughs> and he, he seems like one of those kind of guys. I believe him when he says that this is how he's always behaved. Yes. And people just probably never said anything or felt empowered to say anything before. But right now, for some reason, they were using him to to they they're going to have a female governor. That is a big win for New York State overall. And perhaps it is a little bit of pushing aside the investigation into the the old folks homes that he was involved in. He also mentioned that his sense of humor is a bit crude and offensive. And I believe that I fully believe that. And that made me think about comedy and entertainment as a whole because comedians they have to toe that line they have to cross that line of what is acceptable and what is not in order to find the humor and find the tension in those situations and then once they find that line usually by crossing it they have to scale it back and refine their act this is how stand-up comedians form their act yeah this is getting we're getting to a place where this is not going to be possible if you can't go to an open mic and say some stuff that is going to be offensive because you're trying to find where the line is without being canceled because somebody is filming it and putting it up on screen. I think this is going to apply to all of entertainment. I think the entire entertainment industry is going to suffer badly because of the cancel culture that many of them within it have pushed themselves. They're going to be their own destructive force. I agree. Well, and, and I just want to say, you know that all of this is true about Cuomo simply because of the nipple rings. Like, Oh, I forgot you, you about can see that. those barbells through his shirt. Yeah. You're like, okay, this, 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 yeah, he did all of this. I think my favorite one though was apparently there was a um, a female state trooper assigned to protect him, and he ran his finger up her spine. That was one of the, <laughs> so the claims. <laughs> like, what? Who does that? 
That's creepy. There's guys that do that. That's the thing. There are guys that do that type of stuff where they're either just unaware of the social norms or they think they can get away with it. And everything about Andrew and Chris as well kind of screams that. Oh, yeah. And I I think that what's interesting about this situation is – Andrew, this situation with Andrew Cuomo just lets you know how much of puppets and how disposable these people are yeah. within their um, their agenda. I mean, look at look. I, do you think that they've decided to destroy Andrew Cuomo because they they don't want to destroy Anthony Fauci? Do you think he's the sacrificial wolf so they can keep him in play where he is? That's a possibility. I just think that he might have served his role. Yeah. He might have fulfilled his role. And with New York being the center of such controversy, by having a female there, I think whatever phase we're going through next, a female leader is going to be the best person to usher New York through that propaganda role that they're going to be playing next. Kind of like Biden like, versus Trump. Yeah, uh, Kamala being mommy. Mama Kamala, that's that's a theme that's going to be coming soon is Mama Kamala. (laughs) So the infrastructure bill got passed today in the Senate. It's still got to go to the House. It's a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill, and I love how they throw those numbers around like they mean anything to an actual regular person. A trillion dollars here and a trillion (laughs) dollars there. It's completely absurd. One thing I want to highlight, though, is... Crypto is part of infrastructure. Yeah. So we know that this this infrastructure is about the new infrastructure. It's about human capital. It's about climate change. It's about smart the smart world we're being ushered into. And crypto is very much a part of that. What it's going to be doing, from what I understand, out of a general overview, overview of it, is this is them going to be trying to crack down on crypt, crypto through taxing it and... Yeah, they so the there's a couple of provisions related to crypto. The first one relates to tax compliance and it would raise up to 30 billion over 10 years by taxing the industry or or so the bill's proponents argued anyway. And the second one relates to cryptocurrency transactions and would have determined which types of entities would be construed as financial intermediaries thereby having to report more reporting on them so more transparency on the reporting so it's an attempt to crack down and wrangle in the crypto world so this could be seen as a couple as good or bad it could be bad in that the government is exercising more control over crypto could be good if you already own a bit of crypto and this is the credibility that's coming to that. So it's stabilizing. Anything that ends up getting credibility lent to it is going to have this type of stuff happen. So that could lend more value in the long run to the crypto that you do have. Yeah, I think I think that that's – I've seen a lot of crypto people very frustrated with this. Uh, I'm not a big crypto guy, so I don't understand all of it. But one of the biggest pushes against this was, <clears throat> was uh, the people who were talking about this makes – crypto seem more like fiat than it should yeah so it 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 works as stored value or i'm I'm not sure the terms i'm not a crypto guy but they are very frustrated because it is a way to limit what crypto is and what it stands for and so of course they're frustrated i don't understand it that's not my that's not my lane but i i I wrote down crypto in my notes and i was like i don't know enough to mention this so i'll just let uh, if he brings it up we'll talk (laughs) (laughs) I don't know a lot about crypto. I do have crypto. It is confusing. For me, it is. I'm sure some people wrap their head around it pretty well. But I just thought it was worth noting because 
crypto's big right now and is being legitimized by the government and it's being legitimized yeah. by the World Economic Forum, who has put an article out today, which I haven't read yet. I'm going to read it. And if I understand it, I might bring it tomorrow. So it's here. Crypto's here. Maybe it was always in the plan. I don't know. But we'll see what that does to the uh, the market, the crypto market. I think right. it might make it more like stock trading, from what I understand. Yeah, I think I think that they're they may have found a way to not destroy it because I think that the purists and the people who create these systems and do this create these coins are smart and they're going to still utilize it the way they want to and be, make it as private as possible. But I think that this is them trying to destroy crypto, but not. They're destroying it through legitimizing it, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. legitimizing it illegitimately. If that's kind of how they do with countries, the more legitimate it gets, the more government control that's exercised, the more the country, you know, is destroyed in a sense. I think mm-hmm. we're seeing that in certain levels here, and we've seen that around the world. You mentioned yesterday <laughs> in France they had these status checks. Let me see your paper checks going on. Well, the Premier League in the UK. Is, to, is introducing a random COVID-19 status check for ticket holders. So fans attending Premier League games are set to face random spot checks of their COVID-19 status at some stadiums during the opening weeks of the season. Why would you go to a game if you're subject to a random spot check? I mean, that that's like going to get in line where they're actively searching for a criminal. Like, just the idea of a spot check is it seems like they're trying to find somebody who did something wrong. And if you do happen to be pulled out of a spot check and you don't have your 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 vaccine passport, then what kind of database are you going to go in? There is no incentive to go to these games. What if you are wrong? There's going to be people that are wrongly pulled out of these spot checks that are going to be wrongly accused. They're going to be vaccinated and then accused of not being vaccinated because they lost their card or their phone app doesn't work. And then they're going to be in some system. Here's a question. A lot of a lot of that that I've seen, I mean, in America, there are some of those CDC cards, but all of like the official papers to bar people from going into different places have been on cell phones. How many homeless people's people have cell phones? How is this going to affect those who can't afford a cell phone? How, how is this going to work? Because honestly, all of this is completely overstepping the bounds, but it seems regardless of the country you're in France, Australia, the United States, it's all, a, it's a mixture of, of course, trying to bring in that uh, corporate fascism and all of that, but also just they want to ruin people's fun. They want to break people's spirits, but they only want to break the spirits of the people who aren't elites. Absolutely. I think that they might give subsidized phones to homeless people. I know a lot of people have the Obama phones. They could bring those back and distribute more of them. Maybe they'll just put a number on people's wrist. I don't know. A little tattoo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so these spot checks, I bring it back to enforcement again. We talked about this briefly on the Patreon yesterday, Patreon 15. The enforcement of these is going to be where the problem is. So somebody asked me earlier about 
theaters. They were looking for a theater that was more liberty-minded, that wasn't going to require vaccines and masks. And there are some theaters that have come out and they're virtue signaling, saying no vax, no laughs, which is some of the ones I've seen do that. I've kind of thought to myself, so what, what's going to you know what's going to be different with the no laughs? There was no laughs there previously at some of these theaters. <laughs> this is just a gimmick, a social justice virtue, trying to get people to come fill the seats. But they don't have a way of enforcing this. They don't know what's a real vax card and what's a fake vax card. And frontline employees, especially people at a theater or a Starbucks or something that aren't making hardly any money, they're making very low wages or even volunteering. They're not in a position to, to get in these conflict situations. And it makes you wonder how they're going to attempt to enforce these. I don't think a lot of people will be able to because they're not going to be able to afford to bring a, quote, expert enforcer in. But is it going to be police? Is it going to be an, uh, a new like they had the the new job of being a contact tracer emerged when the pandemic right. started? Is this going to be a new job of the vaccine card enforcer that emerges? What's the training going to be like and who can and cannot afford these? I think it's going to be an issue that comes up. What was what was the story that we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Um with the the man that dressed as his wife to get into the plane oh and yeah undressed and sat down in regular clothes he got in trouble and uh we were talking about how whoever it was that was the security on the plane i believe how how did they for, this just reminds me of that like how how did they get people who were absolutely vaccinated how did they prove this for them to be the bouncers yeah. So how do the how do they catch the person? So if you have a fake vaccine card, which this is a big story that's emerging now in the news, how college students are getting instead of fake IDs, it's now the fake vaccine card. How do you find if you if you get in somewhere that you're not supposed to get into, don't say it worked. My fake vaccine card worked. <laughs> and then that's how you will not get caught. Because the, the story we talked about a few weeks ago, the guy dressed as his wife, took his took his wife's ID and she wore one of those outfits that covered or his entire body. So you could only yep. see his eyes. But he went into the bathroom and he came back out of the bathroom and he had taken off the whole outfit and was wearing his man clothes again. So it was obvious he gave himself up. Moral is don't give yourself up in these situations. But I am interested to see what solution they put forward for the enforcement. That is something to watch out for, for I sure. I guarantee it'll be horrifying. Yes, I, I anticipate it, is, it will be, be good. as well. <laughs> You were mentioning something earlier before the show about you know somebody we're familiar with, related to or associated with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember uh, Virginia Jufrey. Uh, she was the if you've ever if you Google Jeffrey or not Jeffrey Epstein, Pris, Prince Andrew Jelaine Maxwell, a photo with those two and this girl shows up, and so I don't think that anything is going to come of this lawsuit. But Virginia uh, filed a lawsuit against Prince Andrew alleg alleging his uh, sexual abuse against her when she was 17 years old. And that, you know, that she had been used by Epstein at his island, at uh, Prince Andrew's flat in Manhattan, all over the place. And they, he's always denied this. He even said the picture of them together was doctored. <laughs> you, it's not. <laughs> it does it's not, not appear to be. If you want a good laugh at someone who's very clearly guilty and doesn't know how to speak, watch that BBC interview with him, I think from last year. 
he's sweating the whole time yeah (laughs) well he at one point he said uh they said something about why why were you sweating in this image and he was like i don't sweat i have an issue with my body like it's all just these transparently horrible lies but um so she has filed a lawsuit um but that's the thing i don't think the 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 royals are bulletproof i don't think that the queen's going to to let this happen i don't think it's going to go very far just by way of royalty i don't think they're going to let one of their own die on the altar for their sex trafficking for their child sex trafficking um but it could be interesting because if it goes far enough there could be some discovery and that is what i've been most interested in when it's come to Jelaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, all of this is the discovery. Whether or not he has to pay out doesn't matter. If they can just get it to the point where there's discovery that's made, that there's a Freedom of Information Act request for, where we could actually see it, that could be good. I mean, he he may become a sacrificial wolf, but I just I just want to see more of the the details from Jeffrey Epstein. I just want to see more. I want to see more names of bad people and stupid celebrities, Tom Hanks, who had something to do with Jeffrey Epstein. I just think he'll never come to America again because he can't, <laughs> if this case were to move forward and there were to be depositions, he, he if he's not here, you can't depose him. This is what right. a number of people who her one of her lawyers he might still be one of her lawyers i'm not sure but he was her lawyer for like a decade and and he's been fighting for the victims of jeffrey epstein for a decade he requested a bunch of people for deposition one of them was Ghislaine maxwell and maxwell refused the deposition claiming that she had gone back to the uk because her mother was ill and said that she would never be returning to the united states this is like in yeah. 2005 or six, I believe. So claims I can't be deposed. I'm in the UK. I'm never returning to America. That's how she avoided deposition. Then two months later, she's pictured at Chelsea Clinton's wedding in New York. So they have ways of trying to wiggle out of those depositions. I, I don't think it'll be easy to pin him down, but you're right. Oh, I, Maybe I they'll sacrifice him. Like you said, I want, I want them to sacrifice it just so that I can see more. Because they let out some files from Jelaine Maxwell, some lawsuit, and they so heavily redacted it that it was worthless. I just want one. I just want one of these things to not be redacted so that I can look through it. Yeah, it's heavily redacted. If you go back to the documents from like 2000, it's either five or seven. I can't remember exactly. I did a lot of research on this a few years back, four or five years ago. And... You really find you can really start to pin down who is involved and who it's more just speculation. And I, I started investigating it during the 2016 election because I was of the opinion that both candidates had connections to a pedophile. And yeah. uh, when I did the research, I discovered that the one that is definitely connected is, is Hillary's husband. Is pretty pretty mm-hmm. much inescapable he was either on the plane with a bunch of child sex slaves or he's the dumbest person on the planet (laughs) who didn't realize he was on a plane with a bunch of child sex slaves and trump he kind of comes out looking all right he because he 
The lawyer for the victim said in a statement, he told me this, and he also said this on video multiple times, that the only person who would speak to him was Trump, and that Trump actually helped the case, and he actually revealed evidence that helped move the case forward, and he called up the lawyer and offered, offered his time. Everybody else avoided deposition. They ran from it. Yeah. He provided helpful information. Now, that doesn't mean Trump's a great guy or you have to like him or anything, but in that particular instance, he seemed to come out okay at least. I never verified it, but I also heard from what I remember to be pretty solid sources that at one point he had booted Jeffrey Epstein for his, from his property for how he had treated a girl or something like that. He did. We saw Bill Gates recently come out and say it was wrong of him to have dinner with Jeffrey Epstein. And that was a very bold, brave admission for him to make to, I think it was Anderson Cooper on CNN. And that's all. That was it. It's, it's sweeping under the rug. As if, as if that dude hasn't been on Epstein's island or met with Epstein. Right. No, he's had dinner. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he admitted it. I'm talking about uh, uh, Anderson Cooper. Oh, yeah. I don't believe. I don't believe for a second that that dude hasn't had had dinner with Jeffrey Epstein. At least dinner. Dinner and dessert, At least. perhaps. <laughs> um, speaking of dessert, I really like fun things. I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, but the the COVID cult, as some people call it, the Cathedral of Illness, uh, is fine with people having fun as long as it it's elite or far or not far left, just left. So we talked about it yesterday briefly that um, Obama had his birthday bash and there were a bunch of unmasked people hanging out. Who knows if they were vaccinated or not? And there's all these videos and photos. And uh, there was also in Chicago, I want to say a week or two ago, Lollapalooza, this big musical music event, outdoor event uh, with that Beetlejuice looking Lori Lightfoot. Uh, making sure to putting in the, I think she put, I forget what the the exact thing was, but uh, I think they started the new mandates the day after Lollapalooza or something like that. Yeah. Like it, the, the timeline was, was janky. Uh, but um, have you ever heard of Sturgis, the motorcycle rally? There's no. this huge motorcycle rally every year has been for decades. You know, the, Everyone goes, the Hell's Angels go, the Devil's Disciples go, the, the Outlaws, every kind of week, weekend rider, your grandfather may have gone at some point if you ever rode a motorcycle. It's just this huge I Love Motorcycles event that happens every year in Sturgis. I can't remember the state. Um, Mon- Stur- I, I've never been. I wish I, I, wish I could have gone. Uh, but they, they all go to South Dakota, to Sturgis, South Dakota, and they have this, this huge motorcycle event. And of course, anyone who's at a motorcycle event, this is this is blue collar people. These are Trump people. These are not typically. I'm sure there's some there. These aren't a whole bunch of you know elite liberal type people. And so, of course, your favorite bowl of cigarettes, Anthony Fauci, had nothing to say about Lollapalooza. He had nothing to say about Obama's birthday bash. However. He wants to crap on the people who love motorcycles and probably love America. <laughs> Can you do a, a Fauci impression? These people have their motorcycles and bassless chaps. It's not safe from a public health perspective and the, the virus is going to spread. 
<laughs> I just find it so funny that Fauci gets on and he's he goes, it's understandable that people want to do kinds of things they want to do. They want their freedom to do that. But here, there comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that could involve you, your family, and everyone else. That's That something supersedes that need to do exactly what you want to do. What was that? I mean, you're going to ultimately be able to do that in the future, but let's get this pandemic under control before we start acting like nothing's going on. I mean, something bad is going on. I mean, we've got to realize that. I feel like he said nothing. <laughs> oh, he usually says nothing. So he, he criticized the <laughs> motorcycles, but he gave Obama and all them. He gave them yeah. a pass. It's essentially I really what he gets want down to. the Obama Island to become a meme. Like it's Epstein Island 2.0. I I mean, I'm not saying I'm that's what it is. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I want that to become a meme. I want people to start calling it the Obama Island like they did Epstein's Island. Yeah. Did you ever fly to Obama Island? Did you hear about the, all those flights to Obama Island? So much pizza. So much hot dogs. Yeah. It really does show the story, just how they kind of flaunt it in your face and how the media has no problem being hypocritical in the way they treat very similar events. We go back again to the Black Lives Matter protest yep. and the January 6th thing, the different treatment of that by the media. They will flaunt it in your face. They don't care. They know that it's not going to affect them because they can use the propaganda machine to keep people focused on fighting with each other instead of just the 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 lies, the constant stream of lies and hypocrisy that's coming out of the media. Before we get to our last story of the Free 30, which is going to be about the son of a pro-vax celebrity who is telling people not to get the vaccine. I will tell you who that is. I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patron 15, which is the narrative framework that's built around three words that government officials have been taught to use when communicating about COVID. And who is Task Force 46? I also want to thank the sponsor of today's show, True Hemp Science. TrueHempScience.com, your CBD experts. What makes True Hemp Science different is that they create handcrafted, full-spectrum CBD products by sourcing the highest-grade hemp from around the world. My personal favorite is their Acapulco Gold Lotion with Hemp Extract. Feels good. It smells good. It soothes. I have to prevent my friend from stealing it from me because it is so good. Their t-shirts are also fantastic. Every time I wear their t-shirt, somebody says, hey man, cool shirt because it is a cool shirt. It looks good. It feels good and it fits good. The best part about True Hemp Science is their expertise, knowledge, and they're willing to part that expertise and knowledge to help you find the products that you need. So go to truehempscience.com slash prop report. Use the coupon code prop code all caps on your checkout, and you will get a discount. Check them out, truehempscience.com. Also, if you have not yet, check us out on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Rockfin is an emerging new video platform that is like a combination of Netflix and YouTube without all the censorship. So for $9.99 a month, you get not only our content, our premium content, you get the premium content of every creator on the platform. It includes people like Sam Tripoli, The Mad Ones, Scott Adams, lots of great content on there. And the benefit is that 
they aren't going to censor us. So behind that paywall is the security of the content is not going to disappear. So a lot of the stuff that you can't find on YouTube, you're going to find on Rockfin. So check it out right now. Make sure you sign up through our page. That is rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We just dropped a episode a couple of days ago about the Center for Countering Digital Hate, who feeds Joe Biden, a lot of his talking points about the disinformation dozen, about domestic terrorism. Well, we talk about how they are spreading hate as we deconstruct one of their panel discussions that they recently did on online disinformation and what their strategy is moving forward. So check it out. It's really interesting stuff. That is rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And now on to the final story of the Free 30. So you asked me who this celebrity was before the show. I will there's, tell there's you. No, there's nothing here to tell me. I will tell is. you now from the man who brought us White Boy Summer, also <laughs> brought us another gym, Chet Hanks, son of pro vaccine Hollywood star Tom Hanks, took to Instagram to publicly denounce the COVID 19 vaccine. In the video, he first encourages his followers to get the shot. Before, after a little bit of a little bit of a diatribe about how it's time to get the shot, the Delta variant is here. He then yelled "psych" and said, "Y'all ain't sticking me, sticking me with no mother effing needle." And then he also went on to call COVID nineteen the mother effing flu. So another win for Tom Hanks' son Chet. Although I do think stories like this do serve to undermine people who are asking legitimate questions about the vaccine and who are giving detailed arguments. I think that they can say, well, that's the stuff that that crazy Chet Hanks is supporting. It still makes me smile, though. Can you think of a whiter boy name than Chet? No, there is no whiter boy (laughs) name than Chet. Brad's a pretty white boy name that I have, but Chet is a truly white boy name. I need you to Google... Colin Hanks and Chet Hanks, and then tell me that naming your son a certain thing does not affect how they become. Definitely affects who they become. Colin is definitely a Colin. There's no doubt that he's a Colin. (laughs) Colin will never say any of the stuff that his brother says. And Chet is the whitest rapper boy name I've ever seen. I, I can't even, hearing him talk, maybe he's an actor. I mean, he is an actor, but maybe he... He's playing this role for propaganda purposes, or maybe he's he is just a certain way, and they report stuff about him for propaganda purposes. Although this isn't widely reported, I found this on kind of back page stuff. But I, I just can't imagine Tom Hanks with all his virtue signaling. I mean, he was him and his wife were the first two celebrities to kind of usher in the COVID thing. He got COVID. He got treated for COVID. He's at the front lines of all the stuff. He was at Obama's birthday party. I guess his son was not there. Oh, interesting. I, I mean, I assumed he would go, but I mean, I didn't think about why was he taking pictures of gloves? Can someone tell me that? Because every time someone talks about Tom Hanks now, they talk about how he kept taking pictures of gloves. When was he doing that? I, I Apparently around the time COVID started. Like he just he takes pictures of weird things and things pop up that show that he has ties to, believe it or not, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh right, yeah. But that dude is I, I'm I so there was a time on our on my show where I would ask people. Uh, it was a shocking question, but the question was, 
who would you be saddest to find out uh, in Hollywood is a pedophile? And so people would share, oh, this would make me sad. And I was like, okay, so who you, who would you be vindicated if you found out that they were? And my answer was always, I would be vindicated by Tom Hanks. If he was? Yeah, absolutely. If it came out that he was, I'd be like, yeah, no, I, I could see that. Because everyone loves him too much. He's so clean, clean cut and kind. And I, I don't buy it at all. Like, I don't buy it. Yeah, it does come off as a little too much, especially this past couple of years. Five, ten years ago, I probably would have been like no i don't think tom hanks is involved in any of that but the past couple of years has kind of changed my opinion on him a little bit i don't yeah. i'm not saying he's a pedophile but he is definitely falling in line at yeah. with his role of of influencer actor that everybody loves modern day jimmy stewart as people sometimes frame him which is a disservice to jimmy stewart jimmy stewart was in yeah, the military he, he stopped acting in movies to go fight in a war uh jimmy stewart is kind of a badass I would be disappointed to find out negative things about him, about Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. 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 Well, it, well, that's the thing. It's, I'm not saying that he's a pedophile, but what I am saying is that he is a part of the agenda. And yes. when the United States federal government feels that they have no credibility left, he lends theirs to them. Definitely. He is in faith. service of the big picture, the big agenda, whether he knows there's a bit of a, a game, a psyop going on, or whether he does it, I don't know. But he there's definitely plays his role. I'm there's darkness there, you think? There. I don't know what the darkness is, but there's darkness in, in, in behind those Tom Hanks, Woody, the doll eyes, I'm telling you. Well, maybe Chet Hanks can continue to bring light from that darkness for us <laughs> with stories like this. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post every time we post a DMB and the extra content that we are posting from Monica this week, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and sign up there. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the patron 15. Thank you for joining us again today, Cam. We'll see you in the patron 15 as well. <laughs>